Hi lovely people, Martha here. I'm just dropping by to leave a short disclaimer in case you're wondering how come the last few uploads are so long, 45 minutes long uh, for some. It's because in this month of May, we are running a series called the May Career Mentors Magic. And the intention is to curate a space where we are bringing together couple of professionals from across different industries who have taken unlikely paths and who have approached their careers in a strategic, intentional and sometimes disruptive ways and to bring them together to share their stories with us because we truly believe everyone has a powerful story and when we listen to stories we can draw different learnings for ourselves so the next nine also uploads will take a different direction from the usual but i hope that you enjoy them and you get to learn or pick one insight that might shift how you look at your career in the moment and in the future as well thank you always for listening and for sharing and looking forward if you can make it to the next Mentors Magic session that will be running in May. Great, are you ready? Miss Awesomeness. <laughs> I'm ready. I can hear there's a little one making noise in the background. Does she want to be part of the awesomeness today? She's been trying to wave. Okay, Mama, you can say hi then. You can okay, say come hi. and say hi. Hi. Hi, how are you today? I can't see you. Now I can see you. How are you? <laughs> Mama, how are you? <laughs> okay, say bye. 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 Okay, go sit with Stacey. Okay. Great. Um, so Amanda, it's lovely to have you. Uh, we've known each other almost now for a year since we first of all had our first conversation and it's been yeah. such an amazing journey working with you, but also getting to know you in terms of your work, your dreams, your aspirations, your career journey. And I'm looking forward to the many gems that you've prepared to share with us today. <laughs> okay. It's great to be here. Yeah, let's get started. I have this little person um, who has eaten all the silicone from all my earphones, so it's a bit of a struggle, but we shall get through this and then okay. I will buy new earphones. <laughs> okay, uh, so far we can hear you pretty well, so this should be good. good. Stuff. All right. Great, so let's start by taking a few steps back. So what I know so far is that you studied human resources many, many years back. You're now currently pursuing your marketing certification. And then in between, you spend like 12 years in sales. Yes. How can you simply put this together for us? How did you get to HR? How did you end up in sales? And what, how, what's inspiring this transition that you're in right now? Wow. Okay. So, yes, I did my undergrad. Um, my degree was in human resource management. So I was doing a Bachelor of Commerce degree. And at the end of second year, you're required to, to decide what you're going to specialize, sort of specialize in. 
I um, don't do that. You're, you're supposed to decide what to specialize in. And you're given, I think, about a month uh, to decide. And I was just looking at all these options and I'm like, I can, I can do finance. I'd probably not be really good at it. I can do marketing, maybe, you know, accounting, all these things. And I was like, I don't know what to pick. And so I just did inky ponky <laughs> and I landed on HR. And that is how I ended up doing HR. It's not because I was passionate about it, but I ended up really enjoying it, you know? And of course, school comes to an end and you have to begin to look for a job. And as life would have it, um, the first job I got was a sales job. I mean, the, like the first real full-time job I got was a sales job. I didn't know anything about sales um, or anything basically about media, marketing, nothing absolutely. But um, I took it up and I told myself I'll be here for a maximum of two years. Um, let me just get rid of someone here. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah, so I took it up and I told myself I'll be on this job for exactly two years as I get the next big thing, you know, this really good HR gig that I've been, you know, looking for. for. Yeah. I mean, all my all my former classmates got these really nice HR jobs and I didn't. So that is how I, I, I got stuck. I got so much money. I made good commissions and I got hooked. It's like I had hit the jackpot. So, so excited about that. And then I'd look at my colleagues and I'm like, how can this chick be here for like 10 years? As in, gosh, such a loser, get a life, like get another job. And yeah. uh, 12 years later, I was that person. <laughs> um, stuck in that same job, not moving. And I'm like, my goodness, I didn't think I would get here. But I mean, there was like shitloads of money and I was so excited, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting because it makes me curious then after making so much money within those 12 years, I mean, you said you had a goal of staying for two years. You said for <laughs> 10 more. That's yeah. impressive. So it means you are really doing a great job for whatever companies you are working for. Yeah. But maybe it would be interesting and many of us, like, we want jobs that pay us a lot of money. And because I guess, like, it can still solve up, it can't solve all the problems, but it can solve a few. So I'm curious at what point did it occur to you that 10 years was too much? It's now enough is enough, enough money is enough. But what else triggered your need to get out of all that? Well, um, I felt very uncomfortable for a while. And um, I'd be that person applying for jobs. But I think after about five years, I began to feel like um, I wouldn't be good enough at anything else. You know, I've been used to doing this one thing that I'm really good at. So I sort of became one track minded. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like if I pick this new thing, I wouldn't excel. I mean, I'd even stop looking at the HR jobs because I'm like, now all these people have been doing practicing HR for five years and I'll come in 
um, in entry level, there'll be me an entry level salary. And then maybe I won't do so well. So I kept like, you know, brushing it off, putting it aside. And of course the discomfort just kept building. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at some point you, I mean, you get, you get more commissions, you get more bonuses, you, your salary is growing, but it's, um, in addition, it's a stressful work environment. Um, I got tired. I was like, you know, this money is really good, but I'm just doing this thing. I'm not happy. I'm looking at other people. They are growing in their careers. You know, you can see Mm -hmm. like a career path, but mine has mostly stagnated the only thing that's growing is the money but naskia kama you know nikoma ziwalala i'm just you know yeah <laughs> like nothing is changing i'm just the same person and i began to feel redundant mm-hmm. you know and so i was like you know what if i don't make this move i'm going to sit here for the next 10 years and make the money but i'll be so sad <laughs> yeah um, yeah, so I was like, let me just jump. And, you know, people were like, are you sure? Are you sure about this? But it took me two years to actually write that letter. I kept wow. writing and keeping it aside. I wrote it again. But in 2019, I finally printed it. I didn't hand it in. I did in 2020. <laughs> and yeah, so I just decided to just jump. And I was like, if I fall, I'll get hurt. Then I'll get up and start over yeah Yeah, I love that I love that because um I mean the two years and then the five years and then another five years of waiting and then deciding at around eight year that it's time to read and then taking another two years you know you know because I was scared like yeah um when if I leave this job where am I going to get the money um will I survive but hey look at me now (laughs) I'm still here yeah, that's really powerful because I think many people, when we think of transition, either we think of quickly getting another job, like I'm going to leave this one and get another job. But then we miss this whole journey of what actually takes you from one place to another. And, and even that, it's important for people to hear that you just don't wake up and decide it's time to leave, you know, that it still took you quite um, some time to get to that level. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so you've been on a break for almost one and a half years now. It's actually one year. <laughs> one year. Exactly one year. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I, I left in May mm-hmm. of 2020. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is I handed in my resignation in January. Mm-hmm. Be, before COVID struck, so I didn't even know what was waiting for me on this other side. So everything just was all over the place by the time yeah. I had to leave and I'd served my notice. So yeah, it's been a year. What, what did you, how has this year served you? Now getting into this conversation of reclaiming your awesomeness and your belief in yourself, how, how do you feel this year off has served you in that? Wow, I have had a lot of time to think because I, I, I keep telling myself it's like a journey of self-discovery. So I've discovered so much about myself in this year. I have been able to do personal jobs where the checks are written in my name, 
which you know wasn't mm-hmm. the case before and that's very exciting i've been doing a lot of editorial work for different organizations um i'm a professional vo but i was doing it within the organization i was working for at some point but now i do all these freelance jobs and i, I mean for me i feel like that's a lot more fulfilling than doing it for somebody else mm-hmm. um i have learned a lot of discipline as well because less money comes with a lot of prioritizing and budgeting and you know all these things and that's a good thing like i actually love that i have learned to be more disciplined mm-hmm. um but it's also given me perspective like outside of formal employment outside of all these titles that we have at work like you know who am i you know so it's made me actually think about outside all these glamorous organizations and these titles that we have at work you know just to just focus on myself and figure out who amanda really is so tell us about that who is amanda <laughs> what what are the surprises that came up for you um well not surprises and maybe some that i'm just really trying to accept i'm not a very spontaneous person mm-hmm. i i I mean I would love to be a spontaneous person and I've been trying all my life to be but I'm just not so I'm just embracing that I'm someone who takes time um to 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 make decisions to cultivate relationships and you can imagine I was on a sales job where it's like the fast life you know living life on the fast lane making quick decisions and perhaps that's some of the stuff that was wearing me wearing me out and i didn't know because i'm trying to embrace this other personality that i'm not mm-hmm. um i've been trying all my life to be a sanguine but i guess you know those are things you, you <laughs> manu yeah. you, those are things you can't just force on yourself you know yeah. so i'll take a lot of time to make a decision but when i do it's I mean you can even see from my career journey how long it it took me to make a move you know just to get clarity and be sure yeah so that's like a big part of me that I've learned yeah there's a lot about accepting ourselves that really helps us step helps us step into that place where we are actually enjoying our careers and enjoying what we do and i know in the since we started working together in the in the last couple of months i've sent you many jobs and you're like mata i'm not taking them <laughs> you know well, like you see that's like among the sacrifices i feel like i've had to make i mean they're like jobs you've seen like my profile and the job it's like question and the answer, answer the is here exactly you know like my my cv is like the marking scheme i'm ticking off everything but i'm like wow and the money is good but i feel like some of these roles right now i'm so clear about what i want i'm not getting into the rat race i'm like i'm so done chasing all these things i'm so clear about what i want but i feel like if i just take these opportunities and they've been coming um i just feel like i'll be going back down that same path and then it become like a cycle again and then we'll be back here and trying to figure stuff out So I'm currently very specific and very anal about uh, the opportunities that I'm willing to take up. 
I know it's yeah. unselfish, but you know, yeah, I'm being selfish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's selfishness is part of us being awesome. Like if you're not having those boundaries, then you'll end up, yeah, exactly, right where you came from. And yeah. how, it will be interesting, how then are you evaluating jobs? Because this could be a good to make it a little bit practical for people. Imagine there's someone listening and they're also exploring getting to the next level from that really selfish this is about me my potential my abilities and i'm not taking all this crap yeah how how do you evaluate opportunities to know whether they're there is this the okay mostly you've reject you've been rejecting them but <laughs> that's besides the point uh how how do you evaluate opportunities in that moment to know whether this is the one or not how are you going through that process what are you looking for? What questions are you asking? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so working hours for me is a big deal. I mean, one of the things that I've gained in this one year is watching my daughter grow. And I feel like in my past job, I didn't have that opportunity. I had, you know, delegated that whole duty of raising someone to somebody else who had nothing to do with bringing her in this world in the first place. But I've enjoyed watching her milestones and everything. So for me, um, if you've got like, um, I can telecommute, you've got a flexible work schedule, mm -hmm. um, Monday to Friday, no weekends. I remember there's one you sent me for weekends and I was like, where? I cannot see myself working on on time. I mean, because some countries like in Dubai, I think this one had a lot of Middle yeah, it East was and a Middle East. And yeah. you know, you've got to work on Saturday and Sunday because that's normal days for them. Um, what are the working hours? And even for some interviews, I've been like, what does a day in the life look like? I'll mm -hmm. be on this job. Um, what are the activities? What is expected of me during the day? Um, uh, of course, the expectations in terms of targets, if you're measuring it in, in um, revenues or whatever measure you're using, I'd have to see if this is something that works for me. And if it doesn't, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, something that, and sometimes painfully, because it's, 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 it's a tough decision sometimes times but some i'm like you know i'll be here and i'll be so irritated most of the time i'll be mad at you for making me do stuff that i don't want to do so hey yeah. let's just yeah i love i love this idea of what does a day look like in terms of activities yeah when you ask that what are you looking for um so there these jobs that require a lot of field work, which I don't mind. Um, there are jobs where you'd have to sit at your desk in the office for some reason. Uh, I'm not a desk job kind of person. Mm -hmm. If it's a job you're willing to let me work from home and I can deliver, I'm really good with that. Um, so, you know, what are these, what are these things that you require? Do I have to be in like, some noisy place or you know I like a quiet environment mm -hmm. you know so like if I'm next to your factory I'll probably lose my mind because I can't concentrate you know so yeah just small small things it's not big 
um, out of, you know, out there things, just the little things. How much of my time do now? Because of... Wait, oh, dear. oh you're can, back. Can you hear me? You're back. Is it me? Oh, dear. Okay. Sorry. So it's a small things. I think this past year I've been really spoiled because the jobs come to me. You send me a job. Uh, you're working on your monthly newsletter or your annual report, and I work on it from home. And I schedule my time, and we agree on timelines, and I deliver this for you. Um, that works perfectly for me. I'm. <laughs> I, I, I hate to. I hate to admit it, but I think. I like things in black and white and in nice <laughs> square compartments, as yeah. opposed to like abstract things and you know so yeah things that yeah that don't require a lot of drama in terms of figuring out yeah and that's really interesting because it's those small things that affect our productivity how we feel how we show up and eventually over the years the results we create in the organizations we are working the more the worse we feel the worse we are doing our job yeah there's that so, conversation about flow like what yeah. sort of environment will help me like get stuff done uh, easily and deliver yeah um so maybe one final before we get to questions is this idea of what you just said in their jobs come to me you know so that's what that connect how that connected with me like in my brain is because you know your value you know what is it that you can offer over the last few years you've now been over the last one year in terms of your freelance consulting work you're slowly building this profile of this is what i can offer and that's coming to you in terms of referrals and creating revenue for you to work in the way that you want to work mm -hmm. and what, what can you speak of in terms of this idea of really knowing our value from your own experience and your worth and owning that? Wow, okay. So, my, no, my introverted nature, like acknowledging my achievements and celebrating myself and being all feisty about it, it doesn't come naturally to me. And that's mm -hmm. something I've struggled with for a long time long time you know um i like to do things when i put my mind to something i will do it so well like you will love it it'll be it'll be everything you want probably more and that's when i you know i decided i put my mind to it but i'll always go silent about it i'll never draw attention just in case somebody notices something <laughs> or someone calls my name and then everyone is looking at me you know then i have all these eyeballs I'm like, no, you'd think coming from an, a marketing background that I'd be leveraging my advertising. No. Um, but now I've learned that even some opportunities that I missed earlier, mm -hmm. like on my previous job, it's because I would do things and be quiet about them. Like be quiet and hide somewhere behind something. And then I'm seeing I keep being passed up for these promotions and some other random guy gets the job and I'm like, yeah, how about me? You know, but it's like, you were quiet. You didn't say anything about it. But I have learned to just bask in my awesomeness. 
like you know <laughs> mama no so i mean in fact it's not about being like anyway yeah let me brag now i understand that when i'm really good at something mm-hmm. i can't keep quiet about it because then nobody knows and yeah. nobody will come to me for it and you know this thing of downplaying my capabilities to make other people comfortable i've stopped that nonsense i am basking in this awesomeness so during the 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 edge career sessions that we had sometime last year we talked about uh, uh the circle of awesomeness yeah so anytime um i get to this place and i feel like maybe i'm not adequate i just draw a circle you know in my mind it's an imaginary circle and inside that circle i put all my kick ass things like you know things i'm really good at you know amanda is good at x y and z you know i throw in all those good things in there and then i go and stand smack in the middle of that circle and i just enjoy and i tell myself you know you're good at this you're good at teaching people you're good at you're you're the best at excel sheets you're good at you know planning and organizing you are the best at this and that you are sales person of the year you know and you just mm-hmm. it sort of just boosts your confidence so i've been doing that and um even when um a client approaches me and they ask for a profile mm-hmm. each and every time it's very tailor made to what the client is looking for and i'm able to say this is what i've achieved this is what i've been able to do for clients in your in your industry or in your field and everything and i just put in all that stuff that i've done for all my happy clients and just enjoy now you it's up to you to decide <laughs> but me i'm so confident like yo i'm good at this so i'm at a place where i'm just like really celebrating what i'm good at and anytime i do something great have a happy client get that check written in my name i go and quickly document it somewhere so i'm doing it deliberately like putting yeah. stuff down you know where before i'd keep quiet about it and like move on and sweep it somewhere in the corner now i'm like no this can't stay silent yeah. i talk about it i tell myself about it i tell people about it so yeah maybe she wants to join the awesomeness she's so drawn to it <laughs> yeah awesome i love that uh thanks for sharing that tool uh, the whole circle of awesomeness and um i also love that you're now documenting your successes or not sort of well not daily but as frequently as possible because a lot of yeah. times we forget and when then one bad thing happens of course our human brain being what it is we focus on that and we forgotten about all this one thing on that one thing and then we make everything yeah. in our life like from our about job that about that thing and then yeah. everything like how we are experiencing life is in such a low frequency low energy state so You know even when you spoke I could see the awesomeness and the amazingness and the celebration in you so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll pause at this moment for like 10 15 minutes of questions. Um as always if you're able to unmute yourself and speak then you can do that and ask your question directly. If you're not um feel free to check to send your question as a text um on the chat and I'll read it out for Amanda 
I'll even send you a link, go listen to the job and everything. And I love that they come like, oh, wow, that was you. I'm like, yes, that was me. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's really amazing because like sometimes when we interview candidates, it's like someone is like, yes, I can, I can do the job. Uh, can you show me how you've done something like this in the past? What, what are your results? What was the impact? And I've seen many people get pissed off. Many people thinking that their CV tells everything, even when it doesn't. So really speaking it out and really putting out there is really a powerful way of sort of like proving um, your confidence and ability. So the follow-up question there from MM was, how do you approach a situation? How do you approach a situation where you don't have exact experience? Okay, let me talk more like me. So I, I actually have a very practical example where I was asked to do something for the first time. I had to plan an event. Just hold on, give me one second. Stacy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had to plan a whole event for the first time. It was a team building activity um, for a whole organization's department and they needed to go out of town and be accommodated for one night, all meals, get the facilitator, create the schedule for everything. And I'm like, really, me? <laughs> <laughs> but eh, Mimi Ninani, I said, yes, I can do it. And and I did, of course, I had to like collaborate with many people to just bring this whole thing to life. And at the end of the day, it became the most successful team building activity that they had had for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so those are examples that have, if I don't have exact experience, I will, if I have an opportunity to speak to the client, I always tell them about times that I successfully did things for their first time. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I'm not ashamed of it. Last year, I, I actually uh, drafted a whole annual report for the first time because when the client approached me, I'd been doing like small editorial jobs for them, including their weekly newsletters, their monthly newsletters, their press releases. And when they were like, now we want to do our annual newsletter. Are you, I'm like, yeah, I can do it. And let me tell you, I went, I looked for all the different annual reports I could find online, how to write an annual, you know, and I just figured it out and I did it. And it was amazing. Like it was published and it was sent to their donors and, you know, and I'm like, wow. So just being able to even admit that it's the first time that I'm doing this, but I've had success in doing things for the first time. First time before. in the past, yeah. Yes. And I'm confident that I can do this. And, you know, just ask for the job. If they're, they're, they're willing to give it, that's fine. Again, they make the decision, but I just feel like I, I no longer worry that, gosh, they'll think I'm not good enough. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Like I've done many things for the first time and, yeah. and I've done it successfully, so. Yeah. Great, thanks for sharing. And what I hear there is, that self-awareness, that confidence, but also not knowing that when I get it, I'm going to do everything possible to make it happen and to deliver to the client. Because you can also say yes and then deliver a terrible job. So that's Again, like commitment yeah. there as well. I mean, I mean, there's there also has to be some level 
level of um how do i say objectivity because yeah. i mean if you tell me to build an airplane i'll tell you no i can't do that it's got to be something that's within <laughs> my ability to do yeah like something that you know i have whether it's um it's academic or practical like i have learned something that that's within my capability not just mm -hmm. anything out there yeah, yeah. awesome uh, Mark asks, Amanda, thanks for speaking on no longer playing your, no longer downplaying your strengths and making others comfortable. Absolutely. Um, can you give us any tips that can make busting that bubble more achievable? Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, how do I put this? I think a lot of the time when when you're done playing your strengths, um, apart from whatever is going in inside yourself, in your in your mind, it's probably someone you're trying to please or someone you're trying to make comfortable. For me, um, I realized like I had to decide this is what hiding myself has taken away from me. So like on a personal, note i don't know if this would work for you but for me it was like these are the disadvantages of me downplaying my strengths what is it taking away from me and i mean i need money to i like i like money let me just say but me hiding is taking money out of my pocket and it's um making my talent or my skills go to waste because i'm not putting them into practice yeah you know so for me basically it's like i lost so much because of not showcasing what i can do and any single time i've been able to demonstrate what i'm capable of i've actually made something out of it either i've been able to sign a contract um, i've made a new connection that's mutually beneficial so I'm not about tips, but from my own experience, maybe it's like a, a signpost or yeah. a danger sign, don't go this way. So this particular signpost, and I hope it leads you in the right direction, think about what you're losing out on by not showing us what you can do. And you're not showing off. It's like, guys, I can do this. And I realize if you don't say it, nobody is really looking for at the good nobody, things about you yeah nobody is looking week, for it yeah tabine said no one owes you anything so if you're sitting there waiting for someone to figure stuff out for you they won't so sometimes it's up to you to just come out and say guys i can do this i am good at this and i can deliver yeah yeah i love that you say there are no tips because a lot of us are looking for tips like give me a formula give me the to-do list for me to get from here to there it doesn't exist yeah, there is, um, and I love the framework that you put around that is really sitting down with yourself and asking yourself, what, what am I losing here? What's the cause of me downplaying myself and not showing up powerfully? And once you see that, it's likely that it will get you up and moving, doing stuff. But of course, when it comes to doubting ourselves and all our anxieties and worries and imposter syndrome, there's also a huge spectrum to it, yeah? Some of us, we just need to like a slap or snap out of it and like we are ready to go. 
others, there are some other underlying issues which again have a spectrum. Some of them you can overcome by working with a coach to question your beliefs or others you actually need to work through therapy. So there aren't really tips, but there are frameworks of how to navigate um, that, 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 those situations. And if, of course, if snapping out of it is it, then just get out there and start speaking. And of course, it will feel uncomfortable until it doesn't. Yeah, yeah thanks, uh, Mark. Then we have Newton. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for sharing. Um, in a workplace, how do you get to talk about your strengths, your wins in such a way you get noticed and not come off as bragging? Yes. Say you understand that because you know at the workplace is where a lot of us tend to suppress ourselves because of the people around us. You be like, ah, now what will Martha think? Martha yeah. will think I'm just, you know, or this person who will think now you think you're better than me or they'll begin to feel insecure about their positions i would say depending on the organization you're working for there are different ways to go about it um sometimes you find like something needs to be done and there's no one to do it and then you offer yourself hey can i give this a shot um because you know i mean for me, like I was really good at Excel sheets and scheduling stuff and doing a lot of computations on Excel. And a lot of people used to come to me for that. And until people said saying, yeah, just go to Amanda, just go to Amanda, She's, she, she'll do that for you. So that's one way, offering yourself up, of course, within reasonable limits so that you're also doing your, your job that's getting measured in the first place. Again, some organizations, um, their HR departments are big on career development and stuff like that. So if you have one of those and you can speak to your HR and, you know, if you've got a plan that you, you know, uh, for your career path and keep updating this HR person on the things that, you know, you've achieved and everything. And that can be like your best person if you're looking to get to the next level or someone to vouch for you. But again, like I said, it depends on the kind of organization that you're yeah. at. Yeah, and just to However, pause you there, uh, Amanda, just to pause uh -huh. you there, remember Tabinez shared the same, that, that has been one of her strategies as well um, in yeah. last week. Yeah, so in case you oh, haven't yes. listened to yes. that podcast, um, you can listen yeah. to it later, but yeah, it, it has worked for some people where career development is big. Because I think that HR should be that neutral department, but that's also trying to grow the capacity of, you know, its human resources. However, there's this, uh, you don't want to come off as bragging. Imagine sometimes you that's just, if, if someone has a problem, that's their problem, let them deal with it. But I mean, of course, you're not going to walk into the office and say, hey, you know, you like be feisty and haughty about it. No, but if an opportunity presents itself, why not? I remember at some point in the office, you come with an order and you just walk into the office and you're lifting, you know, like, guys, look what I did, you know? I mean, different, different circumstances, I guess, dictate how you go about it. But sometimes just, I mean, someone will always have a problem with something you do. And whether you do it or you don't, someone will have a problem with you. 
sometimes you just wait and make the decision. Yeah. Should I talk about what I can do or not? Yeah. Awesome. And just to add to that, on this idea of talking about your strengths, sometimes we downplay by not actually probably contributing in work, in conversations, raising our mm -hmm. hands and pitching an idea that we actually have. That's also another way of showing you're capable of doing it. But when you're not doing it and you're doubting yourself in, when those moments arise, then you're still downplaying your abilities. Mm. Great. Um, so we can take one last question, um, if it's there. Those three questions have been really great. Thank you, everyone who's contributed. As we wait for any question to come up, or has it? Ah, someone is asking why marketing. As we wait for that, I'm launching a poll. So if you guys can give us feedback, finally I'm able to do this. In the last few times, you weren't able to do that. Never done it in the for the first time. I'm doing it. Um. So yeah, this uh, Amanda, maybe you can help me. Can you see the poll on your side? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yes, the feedback poll. How yes. Yes. yes, awesome. Uh, why marketing? Yeah, why marketing? Yeah, we missed that part actually, thanks. Uh, we talked about from HR to sales and all that many years there. And then how has, what has inspired you to pivot to marketing could be a good place to end the conversation. Okay, so I've, I've been in sales for like, okay, no, not half my life, for a very long time. Um, I got into sales even before the last job that I left. I've been selling everything, like from <laughs> clothes to shoes and, you know, selling jewelry and stuff. Um, in the advertising job, I was dealing with a lot of marketing departments, heads of marketing. And then I began to realize that sales is just one small part but there's a bigger picture about, you know, brand identity, about a whole organization and the things that they're trying to achieve outside of just selling this one thing or getting stuff moving from the shelves. There's this whole other 360 view of the organization and how it presents itself. And in there, there's sales, there's PR, there's communication and everything. And for me, I feel like marketing sort of encompasses all of that. In fact, I feel like marketing managers should actually move from um, head of marketing to CEO because like, <laughs> you, you appreciate the organization in a different way. Like you understand about the brand, about the products, um, about budgeting for advertising for communication and how people interact with the organization and its brand. Um, and so I, I like that. Like, you know, we're the people that make the brand loved or appreciated and we'll be part of the people fixing issues when stuff goes wrong and bring you back to loving our brand. So I like that whole marketing thing. I don't know if I got your question, but 
I guess that's how I feel about marketing for now. I, I might change my mind about marketing later because there's so many <laughs> things I'm passionate about, but let's not get there before we digress. <laughs> I just love that you men you dropped in a CEO conversation in there. So I can't wait to meet Amanda, the CEO of XYZ companies. I think it would be an amazing place yes. to work. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for, I'll just end the poll now. Oh, were we supposed to already feel that? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. okay, you are speaking, but uh, everybody has already. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. I don't see any other questions. So I think that is, this is bringing us to the end right on time. Amanda, what would be your final word or statement around this whole idea of stepping into your greatness, stepping into your awesomeness and really embracing all that so as to take yourself to the next level of your career? How will you close this for us? Well, let me say I've, I've used a lot of help and thank you, Martha. Like, remember when I came to you and I was like, gosh, my life is over. Like, I, I don't think I can... You know, I was just a sob story. And because of the guidance, I I mean, me in March of 2020 and May 2021, I think it's a different person. Um, so um, guys, if you need help, you can get all the help you need. If you need a coach, someone to work with. Um, I like listening to people's stories and hearing about other people's experiences because they're like signposts. You might not take in everything or not everything might be of value to you, but you will see things that you need to miss or don't go this way and whatever. So I think I've really enjoyed the previous sessions and I really hope that someone has picked one or two things that might be of value um, in this. Again, I mean, we'll all hear all sorts of things. Not everything is for you, not everything is for me. So we just go picking the gems and leaving, you know, you sieve and take what works for you and what doesn't. So yeah, basically. Mm. And happy careers. I wish you all good money and exciting jobs. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you for joining us and thank you for sharing your awesomeness with us. It was lovely thank to you. have you. Many people, the poll said that uh, this was absolutely magical. So I'm pretty confident that um, we, you shared things that different people took different things for themselves. So thank you so much for your time and for your magic. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys.